welcome back to Our Free Bodies. This episode surrounds ego and the competitive nature of eating disorders. But before we get into that, I want to apologize for not producing an episode last week. I had the stomach flu for four to five days and I literally felt inches away from death. I was so, I was in so much pain I was laying in fetal position all throughout my online classes and literally couldn't do anything. I mean, it it was so bad. But now I'm feeling better. Oh, what's funny is I'm apologizing for that when it's not particularly my fault. So I'm going to unapologize. <laughs> I don't know. But before we get into the main idea of the episode, I just kind of want to discuss a few updates. Well, a lot of updates. Um, This might take like 10 to 15 minutes, who knows, but feel free to skip ahead if you want to. But I guess the first thing I want to say is thank you to everyone who has listened to previous episodes. Uh, My listens have exponentially increased, I think two weeks ago it was at 150 and now we're at 375 listens, which is insane, it's insane. I have never thought that I would receive such a reception if that makes sense and now some of my close friends know about the podcast and people that I just know from skating know about it and it's kind of crazy because when I first started this in November I was so insecure at the time and I'm not saying that things have completely changed but I never intended to share this with anybody this would kind of be my I don't know, personal diary that would be anonymous and I would didn't intend to have anyone know about it but I guess a few weeks ago I just kind of realized that what I was hiding I think I just realized that hiding this podcast is kind of ignorant and I think it's important to kind of break that cycle of just hiding your eating disorder and thinking that an eating disorder in a performing performing arts sports is okay. So I think that it was good that I told people about it and it's good that people found out about it. Not to say that it wasn't stressful. It was so stressful and it still is. Um, this podcast is where I opened up about the most vulnerable part of my life and it's scary to know that people listen to every episode or even just the first episode and now they know about my issues. So that's a little weird. I think I always just projected myself to be perfect and to be somebody who was doing all right in life, but this kind of shows the other side of that and I didn't really expect anyone I know in real life and personally and I've seen them before to know about this so that's honestly have been that was kind of crazy um so I had a lot of trouble trying to figure out what to talk about in this episode as well as just kind of organizing it I worried about stuttering and saying the wrong things and I tried to make a script even because I wanted this episode to be perfect because it would be the kind of the first episode since a lot of my close friends found out about it and I wanted it to be organized because I felt 
all my previous episodes were really, really disorganized. And because it was mostly just a way for me to rant about my issues and never meant for listening. Well, it was obviously meant for listening, but not to people that I knew. So, I mean, people that I know. So I try to make everything scripted. But I realized, and also just my friends telling me, that the podcast is good because it's real, and hopefully that feeling will that feeling of relatability will continue on, and the stuttering is okay because um, it takes a long time to edit out the stutters and the ums and the buts, so that will probably not happen in the future, and they will probably stay in. Um, just a heads up, <laughs> but anyways, that was, that was really long, and I'm not even done with my updates, um, oh, one of the biggest steps I took to kind of promote this podcast was putting this podcast on my main account, like, in the bio, uh, that has led to some of my friends finding out about it, that was really weird, but I, I don't know, I was quite proud of myself because I felt it was such a big step. Like, it seemed so small, but I don't know. Maybe I mentioned this before. I'm not exactly sure, but I'm just really happy that I took that first step to promote it and let people know about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Another thing that has been going on in my life is I've kind of taken this practice of intuitive movement. Now, it sounds a little weird at first, but when I thought about it in its broad spectrum, I realized that it was probably the right decision for me. I never had a good relationship with exercise. I mean, part of my mindset in training for skating was that I would be burning calories throughout my training sessions, therefore I would lose weight, and it was never because... No, it, obviously I wanted to get better, but I'm saying that part of the motivation to skate was losing weight. So I realized that is so stupid, but that's the mindset that I have with any exercise. I used to run miles a day, like so many miles a day. I used to um, do Soul Cycle. Well, I still do, but now I do it with my own intuition and making sure that I'm doing it for enjoyment rather than to change my body shape. It has suppressed exercise and kind of kept exercise out of my life for quite a bit recently it it's not that prevalent in my life anymore and I kind of just do it when I want to of course eventually I hope to get back into skating slowly and get back into exercise (laughs) this is so weird because I used to do so many things in it like so many different exercises in a day i would dance souls like running skating all in one day every day and it was so intense but i always did it for the wrong reasons so i never truly enjoyed it and it's always just been a huge burden to me but i realized that some parts of exercise i do really love and i'm just trying to focus on that part and expanding that part of exercise in me not the part where i'm trying to burn calories and all but I think that that's a good practice for anyone that in recovery like not just realizing that you might have a bad relationship with your body and food but also exercise and I think people try to compensate 
eating more in recovery with exercising more and that's such a dangerous habit to implement so I think it's important for you guys to anyone that's in recovery to if they're still exercising the way that they used to or they're still doing it to feel like they're compensating for extra calories and please think about it and consider intuitive movement you can, there's a lot of um articles about it and a lot of people who do encourage it so I think that's a good step to take if you're in the recovery process I learned that like a few weeks into my recovery process and it has been pretty helpful lately and I'm kind of naturally learning that I need exercise in my life and that I can't just sit around and be a potato all day but I also realized that sometimes the statements that I make on this podcast are not grammatically correct when I listen to them over there's a lot of run-ons and I don't use tenses correctly, but just just disregard that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just looking at... I wrote down a lot of updates I wanted to talk about, but I don't want to literally bore you guys. But I kind of just do this for myself, so you guys are just going to have to skip or deal with it. Um, the next thing I kind of wanted to talk about was friendships. Uh... For me, I have an iffy sense with friendships. I don't think that I can really be alone right now. No, I'm not content with myself. I don't appreciate and love myself. Therefore, I kind of have friends to validate me. That's the way I think about it now. I never have a great feeling with Oh, this is so weird to talk about because people might be listening to this. So generally, I've had toxic friendships before and currently I think I do have some. And I'm just trying to figure out who is there to make me a better person and who's there to bring me down. Or even just like if they're, even if their purpose is bringing me up if I feel uncomfortable with them then I'm having to learn how to let them go and I think that the first step to figuring that out is just trying to become content with myself I don't even know if this makes sense but I think that being alone right now is the best decision for me and kind of learning to accept myself of course of course I'm gonna have friends around like that's I love my friends but I'm saying that I'm trying to become content with myself and learn that I don't really need people and I can really just live with myself. Not to say that friends aren't important because they're so important. I mean, my support system, I talked about this before, has been incredible and I realized how much I needed them. But that's like at this moment. But I'm saying that in the future, I hope that I can find my people that make me feel good because sometimes right now with some friends I feel a little iffy and I feel a little bit I don't know what the word is but I feel exhausted after I spend time with them or I don't know I don't know um it's obvious not their fault particularly it's more just like me always trying to people please or me always trying to make sure that I'm good enough to hang out with them it's it's honestly such an exhausting topic that I think I might make another episode 
out of it, just friendships in general. Um, but yeah, right now I'm just having a tough time figuring out who are my friends and trying to figure out how to stop being jealous of other people or comparing myself to other people and constantly putting myself down and you know that kind of gets into the point the main point of this episode I'm so sorry I am not even I haven't even got to the main point of the episode but too many updates you know if you miss like a week it just kind of accumulates and then you have too much to talk about um another thing I wrote down was motivation wise I'm doing okay I'm studying for my APs as I should be I previously when I first started the recovery process I was just laying in bed and I was just sad all the time um at night it was really bad and I really just couldn't do anything but right now it's like it's looking a lot better I mean honestly I still can't accept myself and I still hate the way that I look especially since it's recovery and I'm gaining weight so it's been a lot difficult to deal with especially looking back at older photos even photos from a week ago I wish I'm like I wish I looked like the me from a week ago if that makes sense and I'm like Chloe that's so stupid but then I'm like why can't you just accept yourself now because like always in the future I'm like I wish I looked like who I was now but I guess that's like a psychological thing I have to get over so that's it for updates i don't want to keep this so long running i want to move on to the next part the main part so now we're going to talk about ego and the competitive nature of eating disorders and i don't have anything prepared for this i don't have great advice or i'm just kind of speaking off of my own thoughts and that's technically what this podcast is because i really don't know what i'm doing and Basically, what I'm trying to do is not say things that would trigger anyone, and that's my goal. I'm not trying to give perfect advice. I'm not a professional, so just listen to, and you're just listening to a girl who's struggling and trying to figure it out herself, so take it with a grain of salt, I guess. But right now, I feel like... See, I don't know if my ego is big or small because I'm so obsessed with my self-image and my body image that I think my ego is huge and I'm a narcissist. But then I'm like, I hate myself. I can't. I'm insecure. I don't want to go outside at all. That I think I'm. I have a low self-esteem, which I know it's just I do have a low self-esteem. But it's like, why am I so obsessed with myself? And that's like part of the ego thing. But I guess the main part of what I mean by ego is comparison. When you see a person, you whether you know them personally or just walk past them on the street, walk by them, you know, you, well, this is what my brain does. My brain automatically puts them above or below me. And this is something I saw someone discuss somewhere, I don't remember. But when you see somebody, you either put them on your own hierarchy they're either above you or they're below you and then you judge then you kind of act based on where you place them on the hierarchy so for instance if I am comparing myself if I see on I don't know if I'm watching a Vogue video of somebody some famous supermodel I'm going to 
put her above me. This sounds so bad. I don't even know if I should talk about this. But there's a there's a point. There's a point. I think. Yeah, there's a point. Like I put them above me and I if I were to walk by them on the street, I would be super timid. I would think of me as stupid and inferior and I would make myself feel so bad and feel gross. Does that make sense? I would feel very shy and um just basically feel inferior my ego makes these comparisons and decides that this supermodel is doing better than me and it makes me not feel good enough and that's i know that's my ego at work but then if i see somebody that oh um they got a lower test score than me they're less smart than me that statement alone just shows my intelligence. Anyways, but for instance, if I got 100 and someone else got a 95, I would instantly put them below me and be like, I'm smarter than you. I would start acting a little more confident around them just because I think that I'm better than them. Or if someone were to... I'm just giving you examples of how my ego works, okay? Or if someone were to... For instance... I'm literally just trying to say this correctly, but... If the person got a hundred and I got a ninety five then I would make excuses. My ego would make excuses that, "Oh, this person has no life and studies ten times harder than me, therefore that's why they got a hundred and if I studied that much, then I would be able to get a hundred and ten like that's me that's my ego, and it ruins my life because it makes me believe. That everything is uh, circulating around me and also just making me believe everything I say. Um, It ruins my life because I'm literally blaming everyone else and, and it just makes comparisons. I mean, I think everyone knows this quote that it's like, comparison is the thief of joy. Um, And it just sucks. My ego just likes to rate everything and judge where we fit on a scale and... We look down on someone for a perceived flaw and we look up on someone who has something you don't and then uh, it will happily compare every aspect of someone else's life to see how I match up and I try to talk about my issues like they're another person like ego is doing this to me because I just try to separate my issues from myself I don't know that's like a technique someone told me to do so uh, I'm just sticking with it But what I'm basically trying to say is that my ego has made comparisons, made me feel inferior, and done many things. But you kind of like, oh, I read this somewhere. I wish I could just give credit. But somebody said something that in reality, we're all kind of equal. We're just, we're literally equal. Everyone has their own struggles. Everyone have their their own, you know, ups and downs, whatever. Um, But everyone's heard that before. But... What I'm trying to say is when you see somebody and you catch yourself kind of judging them on a flaw or making excuses for them having a better whatever than you, appreciate them. Like catch yourself and tell yourself, no, that's stupid. Because when your ego does that, you think it makes you feel better, but in reality, it doesn't. Like you come back always judging and comparing and it's tiring and exhausting. So what I'm saying is like, When you see a person that you think is 
better per, or you know supposedly worse you look at them and kind of appreciate them first for instance if i'm at the gym and i see a girl who has thinner legs than me oh i i don't like using that. okay we'll just go with it thinner legs than me um i'm gonna make some excuse that oh she probably has a terrible personality like <laughs> that's how my mind works but instead i can say just appreciate her first like she looks amazing she looks beautiful and i'm sure she has an incredible personality but then appreciate yourself and i don't do that a lot I, i'm not kind to myself and i think that's what happens is that my, i like observe other people's whatever like flaws or whatever not flaws but you know what i'm saying aspects and features because it's, it's like a reflection of my own insecurities so in reality you just need to give yourself and be kind give yourself love and be kind to yourself but just like appreciate yourself even if it's totally you don't believe it at all just try to think it what i tried i tried to do that and i think it actually works when you put everyone on this equal pedestal they're no above no better than you but no worse than you it kind of like gives you this comfort that yeah we're all on the same slate we're on the same pedestal and we're in this together yeah, I don't really know what I'm saying. So actually, maybe skip this part. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'm making a little sense that instead of trying to compare and make excuses, try to appreciate the person and try to then appreciate yourself, then move on. And I know that's so hard because I make comparisons all the time, but when you think of everyone on an equal slate and you think of everyone going through crazy struggles but also going through crazy highs then it kind of makes sense it maybe doesn't at the moment because i'm the one explaining it but hopefully this has some type of uh it gives you some real realizations maybe you haven't noticed that your ego is doing this or you haven't even noticed that it's your ego um but yeah hopefully that was kind of insightful in a way (laughs) Okay, so the next topic I want to talk about is the competitive nature of eating disorders. Now, as you kind of can see around social media, TikTok, um, yes, TikTok, Instagram, mostly TikTok, anorexia is kind of romanticized and seen as like the goal. Everyone wants to starve themselves. Everyone wants to, they don't under, but people don't understand the implications of anorexia and what it actually entails, but basically it's glorified the process is glorified everyone wants it it's disgusting behavior but it makes sense when you match it with the societal standards of our society (laughs) but what i mean by the competitive nature of eating disorders is when you mention your height and weight provide the number people who are in or in it or in who have an eating disorder will compare themselves to you and then they will try to do better than you and what i mean by that for instance if i see on tiktok someone's tracking calories or um showing and posting their height and weight i will automatically compare myself to them and then i'll try to compete with them saying you know what I'm going to go on a 
six-month diet and try to beat this person. It's so competitive. For there, oh, there's also a hierarchy, and this one's a huge trigger warning because not saying that the rest of my the rest of the episode is not, but saying that this is kind of hopefully not going to sound ignorant, but there is this hierarchy of the eating disorders. I'm going to talk about the main three. There's plenty of others that I want to discuss, like orthorexia and others, but anorexia, bulimia, and binging disorder are on a hierarchy. Anorexia is the goal, and romanticized, it's pretty much on the top. Bulimia is next, and considered failure of anorexia because you're unable to starve yourself, and you're unable to not eat, and you end up binging, but then you purge. Binging disorder is different. Binging disorder is not romanticized because it's at the bottom of the hierarchy. It's when you're unable to purge, unable to starve, but you still try to get to the goal of what anorexia and bulimia want. You still try to be super, super skinny and fit society standards. Um, but you can't, you don't purge and you don't starve yourself. This binging disorder is... I'm sure you guys understand, but it's when you kind of restrict and then you go into these highs and you get urges to binge and then you binge insane amounts and the process goes over. It's binge, restrict, binge, restrict. It's just a cycle. But as you guys can see, there is this hierarchy and I hope it makes sense, but it's very, it's not exactly realized in the eating disorder world and people don't see it. But then when you think about it, it is there. It's what's the word subconsciously there yeah and not saying that people don't realize it but oh i don't know what i'm saying i hope that what i'm saying is making sense but essentially it's important to stop putting weight and height on social media that's the purpose of what i'm trying to say in terms of the competitive nature of eating disorders Putting your height and weight in social media is, is ignorant, especially in performing arts sports. And I don't blame anyone because if you don't have an eating disorder, then this doesn't even cross your mind one bit. And it's not you being ignorant. It's just that you just don't, you actually just don't understand and you don't know. But I'm just saying this right now for those of you who are outsiders and please don't post calories or your weight or height on social media because it leads to comparison eating disorder behavior is catalyzed by the sheer competitive nature of and it's so important for your people to kind of be more aware now because eating disorders are becoming more prevalent and it's so easy to fall into it especially when you're in a performing arts sports and I think that taking this step to stop posting what I eat in a days or these things height and weight on social media it's so important but that's kind of all I wanted to talk about in this episode I realized that I realized that it was very messy and half the things I didn't make clear it didn't really make sense but I really just wanted to put those thoughts out there because I think those are good realizations that I've come across in the past week. And I think it's important for 
especially again outsiders to recognize behavior like this or recognize what they can do to help stop this catalyzing of behavior but again I hope it made sense and I apologize if it doesn't and I will be putting a big trigger warning at the end of this to at the beginning of this to make sure that it's I'm not being ignorant and people are being negatively affected by this because that's not what I want at all but thank you guys so much for listening see you next time